Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You are listening to episode 14, SOS, My Faith's Been Rocked, Self-Awareness and Freaky Dreams. That's right. Uh, Later on in the show, Lisa and I are going to share a very recent experience we had over the weekend that uh, freaked me out. Uh, and freaked her out. But before we get into that, we're going to talk about something that everyone goes through in life, whether it's on a spiritual journey or not, it's always present. And that's what to do when your faith's been rocked. And that could mean in any area of your life, anywhere that you have invested so much belief into that you believe it's true. And then one day you find out it is shattered and your whole world is upside down. What do you do? So we're going to talk about all of the consequences of that and how that can shift how you go move forward. So let's just jump right into it and uh, get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You are listening to episode 14, and we are here with Michael Ronane, Lisa Watson, and myself, Nicole Frolic. Lisa and I are together today. So, Michael, how's things in Florida? Pretty shitty. Yeah. So what's going on with uh, the post-hurricane? Actually, you know what? I I have to give Florida and the governor here and even throw FEMA some, some, some good stuff. They had it so freaking organized uh, afterwards. I don't know about the keys. I think the keys, I think they should just put caution tape across the keys and call it a day and have nobody ever live there ever again. But here, uh, it was amazing how fast and active they were. And, uh, power was restored to my home. Let's see here. It was, Thursday, Thursday. So that's about five days after the hurricane came through. And so literally the eye of the hurricane did go right over my home, like, uh, maybe like 15, 20 minutes after, no, not probably about 40 minutes after it hit Florida on Marco Island, which is about 30 minutes away from me. And so it was a hurricane three or category three, 140 mile per hour winds. It's amazing the amount of power and damage that is on the outside, but it's also nice to come home and, and you're like, you, I didn't know what I was going to walk into. I felt fairly safe since I'm higher up from the ground as far as flooding goes, but I have no idea about the winds. So when I came in, uh, there's a reason why the windows and sliding glass door and all that stuff in my place are so ridiculously expensive is because it's hurricane proof. So the windows and the sliding glass door, they can handle only up to 145 mile per hour winds. So everything wow. was good. Um, but it was, but outside, you know, there was a lot of devastation and it feels like, I feel, always feel like the, the poor people always get the ass into this stick. And so it's like, there's a lot of houses, literally uh, like a, fl- like a floor of houses, like a, up to like one flight of floor uh, underneath water. And still to this day, I was driving by. I mean, the water is slowly going away, yeah, but there's a lot of flooding around, a lot of trees going down. Um, it's actually kind of sad to see some really big trees that have like hung around for years, all of a sudden just taken out within like one day. So it's kind of sad, and but I'm amazed about how well they the government responded. So there you go for all those post-Katrina people. 
they got they probably cleaned up their act since. Wow, that's yeah. I saw some of the pictures, and um, it is really sad to see all the down trees, like really huge ones with big roots uprooted on their sides. Yeah, yeah. You really don't care about light poles. You really don't care about street signs, but the trees. It kind of just starts to affect you. And now everything looks like fall down here, and fall doesn't happen down here. So it's like everything's been salt blasted. So all the trees are like brown and, and they look like they're dying. And it's just really ugly kind of looking out there. Well, it's interesting because our podcast episode today is inspired by Michael and... Um, an inspired by a rant I had post, post her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good rant though. So, um, maybe a little bit of tequila fueled rant, but yes, <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're, that's your truth serum tequila. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I've, I've, I can embellish some serious stories on that truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. For our audience today, we're going to be discussing what, what do you do when your faith is completely rocked and you everything that you believed in now you don't know if you can believe in it anymore because uh things that you believe to be true maybe present themselves as not true so uh michael why don't you tell us what happened to you to kind of take you off your faith a little bit of course yeah of course (laughs) of course of course i'm following the nicole slash lisa religion of choice (laughs) <laughs> it's not a religion it's not a religion oh i forgot um, that was the bad word that was the icky word for you guys yes. um no let's see here how do i get started on this one well what i was i guess what i was um mentioning quietly in a nice uh kind of manner to uh nicole was a little bit of frustration on when religious people and some okay let me take that word back spiritual people uh truly try to put their spirituality out there on um to be judged by literally claiming that they are seeing visions of of things happening and then of course the visions don't come true and so with your guys's uh spirituality you believe there's a lot of people that have a lot of visions and and they take visions very seriously and i'm like you know on the last 13 podcasts i'm always wondering okay visions you guys talk about visions and things like this but what does it really mean is it just your imagination is it just dreams and so when a friend of of mine was uh, who's very spiritual in her own way um was convincing me to basically almost like don't worry about the hurricane it's going to be fine. It's, uh, you know, I'm envisioning orbs of light, streaks of light, things like that, pushing it off into the Atlantic, things like that, or picking it up and moving it somewhere else. And I'm like going, oh, yeah, okay, great. And this is like, I never want people to test their spirituality or whatever by making claims like this. It's, to me, it's kind of like dangerous because basically if it doesn't come true, it, everything else falls down like a house of cards. So, of course, it didn't come true. <clears throat> and it kind of pissed me off because I was kind of like, when I was talking to Nicole, I was like, this is ridiculous. You know, it's like when people put their limb or put their neck out saying this is going to happen for sure, almost, uh, because they saw it in a vision and then it doesn't happen. 
it really just makes me think, what else is bullshit? That's <laughs> what else do you have got that's, that you're telling me as BS? And it's okay, great. Meditation works on calming you down. Good vibrations or great positivity, great. I mean, it's always nice to have someone who's in a good mood, and sometimes it can lift you out of your good mood or your bad mood, things like that. But like this, this one kind of upset me because I really was hoping that what you guys are talking about when it comes to visions that are implemented in your minds or your third eye or things like that really do have some sort of reason out there for you. And this just knocked my any kind of penciled in faith that I had with visions and with, with this idea. Um, I mean, this isn't just the only time. This is, there's a few times in my life where I've just been, you know, rocked with no faith because of things that happen in my life. I got to imagine it happens a lot to people, especially people with significant losses and things like that. But I don't know. I was just really pissed off about this one for some reason. Well, yeah. So I mean, you, you told me that you just stopped meditating. Like you, it just. Yeah. Yeah. I literally have. I haven't meditated since. Yeah. And, 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 um, I just, you know, I just don't see the, it's back to my, I, it reminds me of like when I went to church, uh, after, after my divorce and I just was sitting in church going, this doesn't do anything for me. This actually is making me more depressed and I want to get out of here. And, uh, and I just stopped I, I, at that point, I stopped believing in everything. I stopped believing in God. I stopped believing in everything. And, but I was just kind of like deep in my depression too. So that probably goes hand in hand. But like, it took me a lot of faith actually to get back to where I was, let's say two weeks ago. And then boom, something happens again. And perhaps I'm just vulnerable and, but like of, of losing faith really too quickly. Okay, pause. We're just hitting the pause button here really quickly because as Michael's talking about him being vulnerable, it turns out in post-production, while we were still recording, he got even more vulnerable and real with us. And we think it's really important to add that part of the conversation in. So here it comes. It's been feeling really uh, negative inside ever since. And... So because you feel negative, you feel like you failed? Well, well, meaning like I was doing pretty well. I was like, you know, I was getting happier and I was getting working on myself and, and what I thought was a good direction. And um, and then all my, all like, ever since I got back from the hurricane or, or back from Georgia to the hurricane or whatever, to where I live, it just like a really dark cloud of, 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 um, loneliness and lack of, um, of, uh, will along with, uh, what am I trying to say here? Lack of motivation, lack of like seeing good things in my life. And it's more about just dwelling on negativity and it's just frustrating. And it's like, and that's what, that was part of it and, and a few other things, but like, now it's just I just feel like I'm in just some weird like limbo of of feelings like I'm just numb to things and and believe me that this going to not talking about spirituality but just talking about myself personally it's like 
I can tell that I really need to focus these next next few weeks of, on myself to make sure I go in the right direction because it's one of those feelings like if I start going down, it's not going to be good. I, I don't know. I just have a recommendation. And believe sure. me, I've had those times in those days. This and is I know, yeah, sound, I know we all do, but like I, I, recognize, I recognize myself when I'm on the precipice of going in a bad direction. And that's kind of like the way I feel lately. Okay, so here's my recommendation, and this is going to sound kooky, but it's fine. Maybe uh, try it. <laughs> what doesn't? <laughs> take a shower, uh-huh. <laughs> or take a bath. Okay, uh-huh. I'm serious, uh-huh. and literally just visualize yourself washing all this negativity off of you. Just like you're just going to rinse it off. Like you're going to put it behind you. Like you walked through this bad storm and you got all this shit stuck to you and you're like, you know what? I just don't want to carry this around anymore and I'm going to choose to let it go. And being in the shower, I think is helpful because you can just kind of visualize like the water just sort of washing it off and literally just visualize washing it off and walking, walking away from it. Just let it go down the drain with love and light and just leave it behind you and start start new and just leave it in the past. That's my recommendation because that's all I'm, you can do. You can just I'll, pick yourself I'll, up from where you are now. You don't want to carry it with you. You just said that. You're a little bit worried about it. So choose yeah. to wash it off of you. It's whatever stuck to you got stuck to you and just get it off. It's just negative energy. So you have the power to do that. You don't need anybody to do it for you. It's completely in your own control. And I just, you know, know that you're empowered to get rid of it and make that choice. And I also I also want to say that it is pretty amazing that you have the awareness of knowing that you are in a place where you could go down a different road and you don't want to do that some people don't have that awareness and just fall into that trap and then have to work even harder to get back on track and so i think you should like even like you you bring that up i mean and and lisa yes i will i will do that because it's it's not like i poo poo your guys's spirituality i really don't it's just that i need to get there my own on my own path i need to get there on my own my own time and right now i got a huge in uh setback and but with you two i do listen and 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 take your guys's um advice very seriously so don't think i'm just like oh yeah sure whatever lisa no i do and because I, I really like I kind of believe in the fake it till you make it kind of stuff. Exactly. Meaning like, you know, just go with it. And if it's if it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then like even like when I was telling you, Nicole, like a couple of days ago, it's like I was telling you like, I kind of just, just, you know, been eating like shit because uh, I don't know that I got the anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And and. I know it's all tied in all together. I don't know what was the very first thing that made me go in a bad direction, but it, it it's like when you start seeing me eat friggin' fried chicken, bad shit's happening. 
Well, you also, I mean, give yourself a break too, because you did just have a major hurricane come through where you live, and, and that's that, a that stress. That, you know, but that's that a stressful might have been thing, Michael. Sub, I mean, but but Lisa, I think subconsciously, that's what made me feel the the loneliness, because I came home, I got nothing but possessions here. People were like super freaked out about the storm and all that stuff. And I got like nothing that I really worried about. <laughs> and it was like, God, I've lived this long. And and sure, I hope my friends are okay. But most of them were out of the state or evacuated anyway. So I wasn't too worried about them. So it was like I just came back to my home and it was intact. And my car was just fine. And it was like it kind of was a weird feeling of like, oh, that's right. I really don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> that's a great thing. The no, people it's that not. you no, care about weren't there. No, and... what he's saying is he don't doesn't have the people that I, other people would worry about in his life. I, and so I get that, but I get that, but I'm just saying that that's a good thing that you didn't have family members and, or and children my, or spouses well, that could have been in danger. You know, yeah, I have a very good self awareness of 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 myself because I had to pretty much pull myself out of depression and I studied it so much because of my ex-wife that when I went into it I knew I was deep in depression when I was in it I it wasn't like I was just walking around mopey it was like I know I'm depressed I know I got to get through this I know how to do it how to get out of it but that motivation of actually moving forward taking steps forward is really difficult when you're in that depressive state absolutely and so anyway, I'm telling you guys for two reasons. One is so you guys can have an understanding of the person you're talking to right now. But the other thing is, is like when I actually say it to you guys, it's actually nice for you guys to be aware of who I am and what about me is makes me tick, if you will. It also makes me feel like, all right, if I tell you, then it's real. And if it's real, then I can do something about it. That's, I mean... You're so far ahead of where you think you are, in my opinion. Like, you have so much awareness of how you feel. You have an awareness of where you've been. You have an awareness of where you're going. You're speaking openly about something that's, you know, private and personal to you that you that you struggle with. So you're you're way ahead of the game. Yeah, I mean, I str- <laughs> I've struggled with depression my whole life, so I know exactly what you're talking about and. And for me, simply acknowledging that it was an issue for me and choosing um, to think differently. And I think when I finally decided, you know what, I'm not allowing this to um, control my life anymore. I'm going to be in control. That's when things started to change for me. And I really started yeah. focusing more on um, being appreciative and finding love and gratitude in the tiniest things in my day to help keep my mind in an upbeat, positive vibration. And doing that changed changed a lot for me. So Yeah, I hope it works for me too. You're going to get there. I have a lot of yeah. faith in you. Thanks. I think it's really great that you were able to talk about the whole depression thing because when your faith gets rocked, that's something that's really easy for people to slip into. And it's a very real thing that a lot of people go through. And so, you know, when people are allowed to hear other people's stories, they don't feel alone. 
They know that other people are going through that. And it, you know, one thing you say could help someone else like get out of it or realize where they're at. And um, I think it's just, it's an important thing to talk about. It is. And I not will, enough I'll people talk about it. I will tell you something that, that I did learn because, uh, you know, I, like I said, I stopped believing in God and all that stuff. And that was my, some of my darkest days of depression. And the only thing that made sense for me to get out of depression was to re-believe or, or, or no matter what, it's like I'm choosing to believe. That's what it was for me. I was like, I, I have to believe in God because if I don't believe in God, I might as well just shoot myself now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that was what I, that, so I had to believe in God was a huge step to get out of depression. And so, yes, the spirituality uh, is, I want it to be the biggest thing in my life. But, you know, I still believe in God. I still have to. Yeah, but I mean, I I really want to believe in what you guys have got going on. I'm definitely, like, not sure, like, what's the point of being connected to the spiritual realm when they're, you know, it's like, that's why I was asking you, Nicole, like, what do you decipher from your visions? What's the point of it? Or is it just a bunch of like ghosts saying, Oh, look at us. Aren't we cool? And, uh, don't worry. You'll, you'll get here too. (laughs) Okay. What's the point of that? You know, (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't have visions and I don't, you know, I speak light language and that's whatever. I mean, it's just, it's nice as far as confirmation on things, but it doesn't help me really live my life. You know, my, my faith, in God is just like you, what has helped keep me going, you know, getting me out of depression, keeping my chin up during tough times, because I just believe that there's a bigger purpose to this life than these little, you know, stories that I make up in my head when I'm feeling depressed or reasons, you know, to be depressed. And it allows me to lift up above those and kind of let those sort of just drift away and not give as much weight to them because I know I just have faith in God that I'm here for a reason and that it's just, you know, simply bigger than all of this and that I can just kind of let it go and let it be in the past and live in the now and focus on what is good and that's going to get me through this. And it's just as simple as that. It's just, it's not because I have visions or light language helps me or my crystals are guiding me or, you know, my dreams tell me what to do. Like none of that stuff is helpful. Only having faith that there's some, a bigger picture going on here. And all I have to do is live in the moment, let the past go behind me and find joy and happiness now. And if I can just focus on the now, from now to now to now to now and keep doing that, then I start feeling good again. Yeah, because the mind the mind doesn't know what's the past, what's the future, what's in the now. Like it doesn't mind like you know, you when you remember something from the past, it doesn't realize that it's the past. Like it feels just as real in your mind. So uh, it's always important to remember that. So why, hence why it's always good to stay in the now. And that the depression is just caused by the stories that you're telling yourself. 
you just keep telling yourself the same story over and over you again. Know, I really do wish I could just like re <laughs> reroute my brain and delete a few files. How about that? <laughs> exactly. You know, I wish I wish I could do that. Like, forget about it. But when you find yourself fixating on things that are making you feel sad or lonely or depressed, just you need to be really conscious about the thoughts that you're having and just say, you know what, I'm going to choose to think about something else. And if all you can choose to think about is something that is making you happy right now, it could be a peanut butter sandwich or, you know, your workout at the gym or a television show that you're watching or a sunset or a, you know, a kitten or whatever it is that's in front of you, fixate on that and try to let those other thoughts and feelings go. Have you ever heard of the book, um, The Untethered Soul? No. I would recommend it. It's, um, see if I can find it here. It's by Michael Singer. But it's basically about that voice in your head. It's a very interesting book. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up, Untethered Soul. Yeah. Okay, that was from our post-production. And Michael, we all appreciate you being vulnerable with us. I think it's important to really speak from our heart and let us know what we're all really thinking. And that's what truth is. And that's what we're all here to talk about. So let's jump back into the episode where we left off. But like, I haven't had Jesus show up in my room. I haven't had like cool things happen in my life. It's just been, you know... Pooping, sleeping, and that's it. <laughs> drinking. <laughs> drinking, pooping, sleeping. <laughs> um, okay, so just so the audience understands, like the person that you really had faith in that maybe whatever they were saying was legitimately true, you really put a lot of... Um, clout behind her like a lot of faith in her um in like what yeah, she because said there were certain things there were certain things that she uh did in the past where i'm like whoa maybe she is connected into in a certain um supernatural like way uh or it could be oh what's that word nicole oh, oh something called coincidence <laughs> yeah could be that too. i hate that word <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that, coincidence in religion, guys. If you really want to get under Nicole and Lisa's skin, <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that science. <laughs> mm, that's right. Science does. <laughs> Dude, that's science right. disappoints, also. Okay, science has been proven wrong. Yeah, time and so time. So when science and politics get married together, that's when shit goes bad. Okay, but Big- let's just talk about that for a second. When science gets it wrong and someone proves a theory wrong that everyone's believed in for, say, like, I don't know, 50 years. Yeah. Or... Uh, do you just completely lose faith in all of science? Uh, an element of it. Yeah. A certain. I mean, I mean, like I, I didn't say I lost faith in God because of this situation. I just didn't. I just don't see the value of your know, vision quest and trying to meditate and, you know, stretch on a yoga mat. But, okay, let me just say this. So, you, but you, because I've gone through this too, and I'm, I'm sure, and I know Nicole has as oh, well, yeah. and, and probably, you know, anybody who has, whether it's a religion or spirituality or, you know, 
Buddhism, meditate, whatever, we all go through this, you know, our faith being shaken. But I think the important thing to recognize here is that you put your faith in somebody outside of you. And I think the whole belief system of spirituality and what really is being taught or what should be understood is that you have to trust yourself and you have to go inside yourself because everybody has their own energy and you know things that may like psychics that you may go to and maybe they're very reputable and maybe they've you know um, predicted things that have happened to other people and they they know what they're talking about but they still have their own energy that this energy they're tapping into is getting filtered through so there's a spin, you know, they're, it's not like direct, they are not source, they are not God, it's coming through them. So it's going to be muddled. It's not something that they, nothing can really be truly predicted. Well, and, and I, I wasn't, and I was never expecting that from her or you guys or anybody who's spiritual. It's just when they really put their, their like I said, their, they stuck their neck out saying, yeah, it's pretty much, it's going to be cool because, you know, don't worry about it. Kick back at the pool. No, it reminds me because I grew up around Mount St. Helens, uh, and it erupted big time in 1980. If you guys remember, right? I remember. And and I remember reading stories about the uh, people that died, and a lot of them were just so damn stubborn. They didn't want to leave because they had faith in God. One of them had like faith in God, and it's not going to happen. Blah blah blah. Sure enough, he kicked the bucket, and it's like it. This is why spirituality and you know i'm just going to say it religion things like that get a real bad name out there is because people like this that stick their neck out and then embarrass about oh and by the way the world's ending on friday again guys just in case i know okay september 23rd yes um <laughs> i didn't hear that but i could say the same thing about science people yeah, put their faith uh, in science that, be like what the fifth or sixth time in the last five years that that uh the world's ended so it's happening but scientists say you know there's not an earthquake will never happen here or one's going to happen or, you know, tsunami isn't possible or whatever. And then those things happen. And like Nicole said, what doesn't make people not believe in science? Like sometimes I don't remember that because wrong. last time I checked, especially when I went through my atmospheric courses, is they had a pretty good idea of what was coming scientifically. And they're not – I don't remember so many like a random hurricane coming out of nowhere in Alaska because that would not be correct. That would go against science or everything I learned. But there are hypotheses in science, which are things that have not been proven yet, that could come to fruition where they're not right. And that's what the hypothesis is. Because sometimes a hypothesis in science, like for example, evolution, could eventually be proven correct or not proven. Oh, come on. In the 50s, science was telling doctors that cigarettes were healthy and people were like encouraged to smoke cigarettes. Like I said, when science and politics and marketing get involved, it's all all crazy. But when you're like just talking about raw science. It's it's a little bit different, and and even raw science, like I think I, even um, Einstein has made some errors from what I've heard on some of his uh, major uh, equa uh, or yeah. how do I say it? major like I think even EMC E equals EMC squared or whatever that thing. Yeah, I heard an, uh, that that wasn't quite accurate. But yeah, like, well, Jim Jim said, Jim said that on our podcast. Oh yeah, seven. there you go. That's where I heard it from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, that doesn't make me feel like, oh, shit, Einstein's an idiot and I don't believe everything and anything he says. 
it does make me feel like, okay, I shouldn't take everything very concrete uh, if it hasn't been proven by multiple sources. Well, the problem is, is that there's ego everywhere. There's ego in spirituality and there's ego uh, in science. So when the ego comes in science and someone who carries um, a certain pedigree within the science community says something, uh, if you're one of the peers who's going to oppose that because you maybe have very, very um, verifiable evidence, everyone's going to turn against you and say you're crazy because no one wants to go against someone with a certain pedigree in science, right? Like, because then like, it's like um, disgracing, well, is- it's like disgracing a king or something like that. Like, you know, it's like back in the days, your head would get cut off. It's like in, in the science community, you lose is why, your, but this is your why there's such a- credibility. Yeah, you use this- your... Go ahead. All three of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just we're, saying, like, we're, Lisa we're all was right. Each other in an intersection. <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about the ego because I, like, had this similar experience just this year as well, like, only a few months ago where I felt like the fa- like my very foundation of spirituality was shaken down to the ground. Like, everything just crumbled and I was distraught over it. I was so saddened because everything that I thought to be true or believed in was getting thrown upside down and I was being told this by people outside of me and I chose to believe them and they may be true they may not be true there's certain things I really don't believe are true other things could be true but like I stopped meditating I stopped calling on all my guides because I was mad I felt so deceived I felt like everything that I had put so much of my, I had invested so much of my own self into this to only be told something completely back-ass different, you know, like it ruined everything for me. And you were, you were, I was with you when it happened. Oh yeah, I remember. Okay, let me just interject and say, your faith was shaken by the same person Oh, that's way, true. That's true. That oh, Michael's yeah. was, and that you guys were putting. I didn't even put that lot... connection together, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, so you guys were both putting a lot of weight on what this person so, was that, saying. It was that person and someone else for me. Yeah, there were two people. And so I think when you're truly like maybe acting like they're almost like God, like everything that they say is gospel, and that's where you're going to go for truth and. You're going to ask them, you know, what kind of visions do you have? How, how can that help me? I think when you start looking outside of yourself, I started going down that road a little bit and I quickly reeled myself in, maybe because of what had happened to Nicole and, and learning that. But also I got advice from a psychic friend that told me during a reading actually that she actually wouldn't tell me what I wanted her to tell me because she just simply said, you already know the answers and, and that you, the guidance that she was getting to pass on to me was that I don't need to look outside myself for answers. I don't need to go find them from a psychic or, you know, any sort of medium or reader or shaman or what I, that I can go inside myself and I will know what is best for me. And I think that we all want to believe that the answers are somehow outside of us and that we don't have to trust our own intuition and our own gut that we don't know as well as maybe somebody who has this divine connection. And I think the lesson to be learned here is 
don't go outside yourself. Like, always listen to yourself and go with what you believe to be true. Yeah, it was a huge lesson of um, discernment for me. Like, yes. And I think also for you, Michael, is, you know, like, because the, the difficult thing with you and I and this one person who happens to, to have um, been part of both of our uh, faith rocking um, is that this is that she actually does have wonderful gifts and sh- and I can attest to certain things of being true because of what I feel and have seen in my own growth and other people's growth. Um, however, you know, it's easy to then just believe everything. And I've always had some tugs, some of those red flags come up with this person on certain things, not all things, but there were certain things. And I was like, mm. I started to question some things and I wasn't buying into everything. But in this instant where I was told what I was told, it, it, you know, I guess I bought into it because I didn't know what else to do at that point. I was being told stuff I never had imagined in my life. And so I was, I think I, I was kind of shocked. I think I was stunned. I was frozen. I was paralyzed by the shock. So I didn't know what to do. Of, and I think you, I don't know. I think we start getting hopeful, like, oh, this person knows sort of what's going to happen yeah, to me, and they know what's true, Lisa. best that's kind for of what, me. That's what it feels like. Because like when you kind of like build faith momentum, yeah, and and all of a sudden it just de- something just derails you. It, like I said, it can either. I mean, if you had a good foundation, you can stick it through. But if you didn't have much of a foundation, which frankly I didn't have much of a foundation. Because I've been just starting to try to develop the, you know, my spirituality with with even your guys' assistance and things like that. So I didn't have that real rock hard foundation. It felt like I said, a house of cards. It fell down. I think it's a great lesson for everybody, though, and I think that it's it's important. It's maybe one of the things that we, you know, need to learn in this life is not to put that faith outside of ourselves. It's one thing to go, I mean, you can go to a therapist, you know, for guidance or a teacher or a counselor or a parent or a friend. It's the same thing, but you have to take what they say with a grain of salt. It may resonate with you and it may not. And you may have a friend, you know, that's a psychic and you may have a friend that's not, and you may get equally as good advice from both of them. You know, because it's just whatever resonates with you and how those messages are going to come to you. But at the end of the day, you have to use your own guidance, your own discernment. You have to do what you believe is right for you. Period. No matter who it's coming from. It still pisses me off, though. It, I, well, yeah. And, and even if you were told, so, you know, if you were told something by your father that, you know, this is the way it is and this is how you live your life and this is yeah, how you're like supposed Santa to Santa be- Claus doesn't exist? Right. Oh my god I was really mad. <laughs> <laughs> or you know you just work you know you're going to go to college you're going to get a degree and then you're going to go get a great job and well, you're going to make that, a bunch I, of money I, I, and, <laughs> and then you find out like what the fuck that doesn't work like that. <laughs> I think everybody has that what the fuck moment after college. Sure. I'm not sure how shortly after but sometimes they won't have it until like they're like 30 or 40 or 50 or yeah, maybe beyond. But like, I feel like there's a lot of conditioning that we go through as kids, especially. Yeah, that you've <laughs> where... been deceived. Yeah. So I think like, yeah. you know, for anyone who's listening to this right now, 
when you are trying to learn more about yourself and understanding who you are and you know going on a journey whether it's spiritual based or religious uh, or maybe neither you know you're always going to come up against something that tests what you believe to be true and you know the only way you're going to strengthen your discernment muscle is by going through these kind of experiences where you're let down because you need to understand the duality to understand what is true and what isn't true there's no way that you're going to know what feels like truth and doesn't feel like truth if you don't feel both. Right. And you're, and you know, old cliche, but you're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, just because something doesn't turn out the way someone said it was supposed to or whatever, doesn't mean that that, that person isn't necessarily getting, you know, information from the spirit world or whatever isn't highly connected, but maybe it just didn't resonate with you it wasn't your truth maybe it was their truth you know and that's that's really an important thing to learn like yeah that's a hard one to really wrap your head around when you're kind of new to this idea of like people think a truth is universal and there are universal truths but there are also the fact that wherever you are in your journey what could be true for you is not true for someone else and it doesn't mean that there one is true and one isn't it just means that there are different truths for people depending on where they are in their own consciousness their own journey what they're supposed to learn and so that is also a big thing to understand and honor honor within each person so so you know whether you go to a psychic or like i said before or you go to a you know a therapist or a psychiatrist or a counselor and you're trying to get information to help you make better decisions to live a better happier more joyful life there are going to be things that are said by them that will resonate with you and there are some that aren't and i hope that nobody would listen to anybody else blindly regardless of who it is you know anyone giving you advice on how to live your life or what's best for you i would hope that anybody would just listen to it as they would if they were reading a book. You know, you take some of it you take and some of it you leave. And you just have if it if it sits right with you then that's your truth and if it doesn't just disregard it and just be happy that maybe you got one good piece of information from that person or from that book. You know, not not everything is the gospel. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing. Like even the gospel's the gospel. <laughs> the gospel even the gospel does that make sense yeah <laughs> so we kind of talked about this on one of our previous podcasts just about discernment and yeah number three yeah so i think it's just it's similar to that but i think you just got a first-hand experience in it um and i think that's a good thing if anything that should help help you on your journey because it should strengthen your belief in yourself and in your own discernment. I don't think you're going to be so apt to listen to anybody as quickly or as easily as maybe you yeah, before. Yeah, I guess that's a very good point. You're damn right with that. And also, I think it's important for us all to remember that we're all human and everyone has an ego. And it's very easy sometimes, even if you're a really spiritual person, to not always catch yourself when you move into ego and are maybe giving advice from an egoic place. And, 
you may feel like it's coming from truth and from that part that's kind of pure, but let's face it, sometimes when we're um, a more evolved spiritual person and we have more people looking up to us, it's easy to kind of go into that mentor role and kind of shift into some ego and thinking that you're all that and um, forget that, you know, you don't have all the answers for everyone and you shouldn't project your own truth onto someone else. I think it's also, I mean, if I were someone who were, had the gifts of like this person that we're talking about or had psychic ability and had, you know, thousands of people that have come to me for advice and I have healed and guided so many people, I think that would be a difficult position to be in. And to where when you are asked, it's almost like, you don't even want to kind of maybe admit that you don't know. Like maybe that there's probably a lot of pressure that comes with those gifts. So I would have to imagine that it's not always easy to just simply say, you know, I don't really know. Mm -hmm. You know, there are things I know, but some things I don't know. And I'm sure it's a learning and growing process for anybody who has those types of gifts and you know we all make mistakes like nicole said the ego is going to jump in there quickly and easily without us even knowing that it's happening yeah we're all teachers and we're all students so it's always kind of important to remember that uh that aspect and it doesn't mean that that person doesn't have knowledge you know on other topics or or shouldn't necessarily be listened to i think you know i still believe in that person as far as you know the gifts that she does have i don't believe that she's always right but i know several psychics that i've spoken to that are you know nicole and i are friends with that they sometimes say things to me and i i just disregard them because i just say okay but that doesn't feel right for me you know some of the things they say really resonate with me and other things i'm just like yeah I'm not feeling that at all. But that doesn't mean that I don't believe that they're, they have these gifts. And I don't necessarily believe that they're trying to bullshit So what me. about you two then? Or specifically, uh, Nicole, like when you see your visions, because, because I know, Lisa, that, that yours comes more during dreams, if you will. But yeah, like I don't Nicole, have like visions like Nicole does during meditation and stuff. Right. So like, Nicole, when you meditate and see visions, what do you... How do you translate those in your own mind? Uh, That's a good question. Um, It's still a learning process for me. I definitely don't have it down to a science. Um, (laughs) I, you know, because my visions, they've kind of always been there, but I haven't really paid attention to them like I have in the last, I guess, year and a half. Um, And they... I I write a lot of stuff down um, and I have, I go and I, you know, like certain things will come to me and I won't know what they mean. And so I'll look up on the internet, like the meaning, spiritual meaning of certain things. And that may help to bring through a message um, of what feels right. Um, Like sometimes I just know it's what my message is supposed to be. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. You just have this certain knowing that it's right. 
And then there's certain times where I'm so confused and I don't know what the fuck's going on in my head. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what it is that they're trying to tell me. And I feel the same way about my regular dreams, though. I have very vivid dreams. And sometimes I wake up and I know exactly why I had that dream. It totally makes sense to me and yeah. I get it. And other times I'm like, yeah, I have no clue. Yeah, and I think it's just kind of like, I don't, it's hard sometimes when you don't understand to not be like, well, maybe I just don't know what it is that I'm seeing at all. But like with anything, you know, the more we use something, the more we get to know it, the better acquainted we are with it, you know. Um, like what is, what's the author's name? Max, Max Malcolm Gladwell, who does, um, who did the, the tipping point and um, is that his name? I'm not familiar with that. Okay, so like he says that in order to become an expert on something, you most experts on anything have spent a minimum of 10,000 oh, hours. Oh, that's right. 10,000 hours. Doing something, you know? And so like for instance, I've done I know I've done 10,000 or yeah, 10,000 hours of massage, you know, like easily. And so that's something I feel really confident in is like are my massage skills for certain things. Meditation, I have not done 10,000 hours yet. So I, you know, it's still a learning process. And it kind of like, sometimes I'm really humbled and brought back down to, you know, a certain level of um, realizing that I know nothing. And then there's other times where I'm like, wow, that's so cool. I'm starting to really get it. And, you know, I think that's totally normal. And I think that's healthy to have both states. Because I think you need to have the confidence in order to go forward with things. And then sometimes it's important to be broken down and take a different perspective and maybe learn it in a different way. So I don't know. It's just it's like with the life, you know, you, you learn as you go through stuff. And I, and I think that's we've talked about this before about the purpose of this life. I mean, if we were supposed to know everything, we wouldn't come here with amnesia. You know, we come here not realizing the other lives that we've lived and who we really are and where we really came from and and I there's a purpose to that so that we can learn and we can feel that duality and go through the emotions and the ups and downs of things so I mean I think that's kind of the purpose of it that it's okay to fall on your face it's okay to have faith in something and then realize that that person or that thing was wrong and to learn the lessons about trusting in yourself. And I mean, I just think that that's just part of life and we don't have to judge ourselves so harshly. It's not, I think one of the most important things that I've really learned in the past six months or so is that life is about the experience. It's not about the outcome. It's not about doing it right all the time or never making mistakes, you know, having the most money or the perfect job or the perfect relationships, or it's not about trying to navigate this life without hitting any potholes or, you know, road bumps or anything like that. It's simply about the experience of it. And we're, and not judging those experiences. So whether you, you know, make a million dollars or you file bankruptcy, not to judge one to be any better than the other, that we just came to this life to experience things. So regardless of, you know, whether your relationship 
flourished and you've been married for 50 years and that's great or you've been divorced three times it doesn't make any difference you came to this life to experience things and we just the point is to do the best that you can do um, feel as much joy and happiness along the way that you can and simply not judge it so we don't have to have a psychic or a guru all the time to try to help us avoid anything that could go wrong that's really not the point like maybe we just have to go through these experiences and that's okay michael yes let me ask you this so you said that you stopped meditating which i can totally relate to because i did the same thing are you do you think you'll ever pick it up again um you know one thing i enjoyed was just the relaxation of it all so if i'm like feeling anxiety or stressed i'll probably do it just to calm myself down or bring myself back to even par um but as far as like thinking some sort of big breakthrough or some sort of i guess spiritual breakthrough would come no i'm not i'm not gonna bother thinking that stuff at least not right now but isn't that really the point of it all though like meditating i mean that's why i do it and that's why i do breathing and that's why i pray and you know, do all the stuff that I do is simply to find more relaxation and joy in my day-to-day life. It's frustrating because after I've done a lot of praying in my old school ways, went back in, in the Catholicism days and, and then kind of like doing the meditation route, which is in my opinion, a form of a type of prayer or, or prayer format. Um, and it's just frustrating, I guess, at, at, at my age, where it's like, it works for other people, but it just seems like it keeps swinging and missing with me. Works? Like, uh, what? Uh, how do you define works? I don't know. Maybe people, <laughs> I guess, if you had people praying that the hurricane would miss Miami, that were living over in Miami, they probably got their prayers answered. <laughs> right. <laughs> people on this side, not so much. And it's like, so to me it's just kind of like you always have people that will feel like it works will feel like they've got some sort of straight connection into that spiritual realm and then there's other people that just keep getting the the no dial tone and i'm just getting the no dial tone i mean you guys at least had a few people pick up the call when you when you called but like i'm getting nothing so it's, it's just frustrating well maybe i mean when you say that that means that you prayed for a certain outcome and the outcome that you received was what you prayed for. But you're praying for, like, the hurricane to miss you. And when it doesn't well, yeah, miss I, you... No, I didn't care. That, you know, hurricane came, hurricane goes by. I didn't, I didn't really care. I wasn't... I mean, I do care. Obviously, I care for the well-being of people. And But, like, I didn't think that uh, prayer would change its course at all. Uh, when I talked to this other person or when, when, she, when she was talking... I, I kind of like got like a uh, an twinge of ups- hope. <laughs> no, no, the opposite. Oh, an upset stomach, because I'm like going, you just fucked me. Because if this all of a sudden you're so convinced that this is going to do what it's going to do, and you got the visions to back it up in your mind, if this doesn't happen, I'm I'm going to go back to ground zero. And I'm like, I just rather that person not have told me any of that. Just more instead. Uh, 
pray for the well-being or meditate on the well-being of people in general or something like that. And it's just like it just that's what pissed me off about it. It's like somebody came in when I was trying to build up some sort of foundation of spirituality and and hurricane through. But she's just a human. She's just a person who was wrong. I know. I know. I know. She just was But like again, I, I don't have much else to lean on on other people when it comes to but to okay kind of you also you also said and, to me and and Nicole that what happened to you pissed me off too I I lost a lot of like of faith on what what you were talking about too because I'm like this doesn't make sense it's not adding up right and you and I spoke about this and it's like you know when I I guess I'm just vulnerable to being let down and I have been for years. Yeah, I think you should just put more faith in yourself. Like, faith in, you know, meditate because it make because it relaxes you. You know, meditate yeah. because it helps you to find peace and yeah. relaxation. And don't meditate because you're trying to make some sort of like psychic connection or get. I some was never sort of... trying to, and I never expected anybody else to either. But when people put their neck on the line, that's what irritates me. Yeah, and that's a fair point. You know, I don't think anyone should be projecting their stuff onto other people. Um, because that's that's when everything gets a bad name for every, you know, that's, that's how, like, you know, you're going to have all these good apples and then one bad apple ruins the whole bunch, you know? Like, we always tend to remember the shitty thing that happened and not the ten good things that happened. So, yeah, that's kind of, that's human nature, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like for me, uh, after all of my disappointment, it took me a while to get back into it, but I did. And the reason why I decided to was because I thought about how much I enjoyed my meditation practice and how many good things have come out of it aside from what had gone wrong. And I just realized that, you know, the good things completely outweighed that one bad experience. Um and I didn't want to, I didn't want, I didn't want someone else's shitty stuff to take away something that brought me a lot of joy. So I wasn't, I didn't want, I didn't want to be the victim. And so I decided to take that information and empower myself more and say, like, okay, big learning lesson. Got to strengthen my discernment muscle. Need to start listening to my inner guidance more. Stop putting so much uh, clout behind what other people are saying when I really don't know them as well as I know myself. You know, like that was the big thing. And I'm like, I'm not going to let some crappy negative experience uh, completely dictate now how I change my spiritual practice. Because it really wasn't my spiritual practice that needed to change. It was, it was like we said, I just needed to strengthen my discernment muscle and start listening more to myself. And it, and it's like, you know, you get to a point where you got to stop looking outside and yes. start looking inside. And that was kind of like the big lesson for me. And we talked about this um, in a recent episode about, you know, the language of your own guides and your own angels when we were talking about, you know, numbers and different signs of things i think that's important to that's more important than looking outside of you for someone who's gonna tell you like a psychic or something um when you're you know if you see certain numbers over and over again and we've said oh you know pay attention to that or you um 
see the same type of animal all the time. That's your own discernment. That's paying attention to stuff or, you know, listening to nature and listening to maybe conversations around you or things that just hit you funny when you're reading a book and a certain sentence sticks out to you. That's going inside yourself and listening to yourself and your own guides. And I think that that's the most important thing that we can do. And meditating, I believe, just helps you connect to that connection, makes that connection stronger so that you're more aware and you're feeling that intuition and those gut feelings more often, or at least you're honing in on them and paying attention more. But I think at the end of the day, you've got to listen to yourself. I mean, that's the best advice I can give to anybody. You know, don't listen to your husband or your father, or your mother, or your siblings or your friends or your teachers or your spirit guy, you know, your spiritual friends, you know, listen to yourself. You know, in your heart, what the best thing is for you. And that's the most important. That's spirituality in a nutshell. <laughs> Listen to yourself. There you go, folks. Once again, the podcast has just ended at 14 episodes. We're done. We're done. No more. We don't need anything else. <laughs> and to the, but to the listening audience, we're, we hope that Nicole one day will talk about her episode on the podcast. I will. I we will. Just need I a, we just need to bring the audience up to certain things. Yeah, I It'll mean, happen. I've been I've been at this game for almost 20 over 20 years and it threw me. And I mean, I I allow myself to go in down very rabbit deep holes. rabbit holes and you know, not a lot shocks me and this freaked me out and I so I can only imagine what it would do to someone who's very new to this and I don't want to freak anyone out yet. So, uh we're going to just wait a little bit longer till uh you know we buffer out a few more <laughs> topics before i get into that experience yeah, yeah. it's a little fringe let's just say it's fringe kind of yeah stuff. it's very fringe it's very very fringe, very fringe so <laughs> you both are fringe to me so <laughs> well we didn't get to take a trip into inner earth this last weekend because we had to cancel our trip to arkansas we didn't get to go to the crystal mines and um but but i still had a fucked up experience this weekend <laughs> she did nicole and i we didn't tell you this story yet michael have we no about her no. nicole what? had these crazy ass dreams over the weekend while she was up in vale yeah i was up in vale Go ahead, tell it. Oh, that's right. I haven't talked to you since you... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about it now? Yeah, well, no, we, I, I mean, we can talk about it because it's kind of in line with... Yeah. Yeah. We were supposed to go to Arkansas, but at the last minute, we canceled our trip because I have a a back problem, and I just could not... Um, I just didn't think I could handle a 14, 16-hour drive and sleeping in a van, so I just canceled the trip. And Nicole ended up going to Vail instead. Yeah. And I um, stayed home. So the second night I was in Vail, um, I went to bed and I had a really awful night of sleep. I just couldn't. I don't know if you ever had those dreams where they're in constant repeat mode and yes. like things are repeating over and over. You can't break the cycle. And you try to actually, you kind of know you're dreaming and you want to wake yourself up out of it. But sometimes you just can't. 
I had one of those recently. I'm just like the same dream over and over and over and over. And you're just like, wake up. Yeah. So I was having that and it was, it was stressing me out because I knew I wasn't completely sleeping because I was aware of it. And so I finally woke myself up out of it. And then, um, I decided I went back to bed and I had a really bad nightmare and it freaked me out so much that I woke up whimpering and my girlfriend who's in the same hotel room as me heard me and was like didn't know if I was okay because you know like I don't usually do that so but I mean I even heard my I woke myself up from the dream because I was like whimpering and I had dreamt that this man had walked into my bedroom and he um, he just walked into my bedroom like it was his room. And I had like two dressers in my room and he went on and he was putting on like shorts or pants, even though like he was completely clothed. It was weird. He was doing it. And I kept saying to him, like, who are you? What are you doing here? And he just was ignoring me like I didn't exist. And so I wanted him to leave obviously it's my bedroom. And so I get out of my bed and I realized that I had, I was clothed, but I also had a pair of boxer shorts around my ankles. And so I couldn't like move fast enough to him. Like it was hindering my movement. It was really weird. And so I finally get in front of him and I'm looking at him going, you have to leave. This is not, you don't live here. And he just looked at me like he could care less and almost had a smirk it was really creepy and I was trying to tell him to leave but it was almost like my mouth was glued shut and I couldn't get words out and I was trying so hard to speak to him but I couldn't and finally like I just I I finally was able to get something out and I said you have to leave this isn't your room and he finally like turned around and left and it just scared me and so I that's when I woke up whimpering because at the same time I didn't know who the man was I've never seen him before I remember when I looked at him I felt like I did know him even though I have no idea who he was and so I woke up in the middle of the night and from that and then I decided like I grabbed my crystal I had a crystal by my bedside I held on to it and then I went back to bed and then I had a dream where uh, my friend's mother was in my kitchen and she's saying to me, Nicole, your energy has, I've been picking up your energy all day and it's not good. There's something wrong. And I said, yeah, I've been having nightmares all night. I can't break this nightmare cycle. And so in this dream, I'm talking to her about what just happened to me. And she just said, I know. And then all of a sudden light language started coming out of her mouth and she started signing the light language as well. And she had a message for me and she translated it into English. Part of it, I remember. And then I woke up from that because I was all disturbed from that. And I swear on my life, I saw a woman standing at the end of my bed holding a clipboard. And it freaked me out so much. I've never been this freaked out from waking up. I, I, because I didn't see it in my mind's eye. I saw it with my actual physical eyes. And then I freaked out and this image disappeared. And meanwhile. Okay, so while this is all happening, Lisa. I'm back in Denver sleeping. And it's like 1.30 in the morning. And all of a sudden, I get this like jolt of energy in me. And it kind of woke me up. And I just start speaking light language. And it's not that uncommon that if I, if I wake up in the middle of the night, 
I'll spew like a couple words of light language and kind of roll over and fall back to sleep. So I, I like all of a sudden I just wake up with this jolt and I start speaking light language kind of like fast and furiously. It's just like coming out of me and I'm trying to sort of like keep my eyes closed and still go back to sleep thinking it's going to stop any second, you know, and I'll just go back to sleep. And I'm talking over and over and over again. I just keep toss, kind of tossing and turning. And then all of a sudden I hear myself say, Nicole. So in the middle of all this crazy light language that obviously, you know, I don't understand, I say, Nicole. And then that kind of grabs my attention. I'm like, did I just say Nicole? So I'm like, okay. And then I just keep speaking light language. And then I have this vision in my head of Nicole. I see her standing sort of like in front of what looks like a cave. It's kind of blurry. It's really dark. And I can see only like her shadow, but I know that it's her. And she's about to kind of walk into this cave. And I just see it's like the color of amber and like true amber with like the little black flecks in it. And she's starting to go into the cave and I'm still speaking light language. And then in English, I say, Nicole, don't go in there. Stop. Don't go. And then Brian, he's wide awake next to me and he's like listening. And that, that kind of woke me up. Like when I started speaking English about Nicole in the middle of light language, I kind of looked over at Brian and I was like, I, I think I just said Nicole and he goes, you did, you said, Nicole, don't go in there. And I was like, yeah, I really feel like I need to call her and tell her, I don't know what she, where she is or what she's doing, but I feel like she needs to know not to go in somewhere. So I called her and it went straight to voicemail and she said she never got a missed call on her phone. And then I texted her and just told her that I just had this really weird experience. And I guess I had a message for that not to go. It just said, Nicole, don't go in there, but that I really didn't know what it meant. And so Nicole saw that. Yeah. She- so I will, I, you know, I saw my phone flashing, but I never picked it up because I was afraid that if I looked at my telephone, it would wake my friend up. And so I just didn't, I ignored it. But when I woke up in the morning and I saw her message, Cause I had other nightmares. I just couldn't remember what they were. I had remembered them when I woke up, but I couldn't remember them in the morning. Those were the only two things I could remember. And that woman, that woman, I will never forget. Um, so it freaked me out that Lisa picked up on it energetically as well. And oh, just it, it, that freaked me out. I have to say like, not a lot. Okay. I don't want to say not a lot scares me because scary movies scare me really easily but i mean <laughs> in in actual like life and things like 3d yeah like dreams I, this was something that i don't know like it just felt real it felt so real that man's face the way he looked at me freaked me out having this woman that i saw with my physical eyes standing at the end of my bed holding a clipboard i'm like what is going on in this place and so and i don't usually ever just randomly say English words in the middle of speaking light language, unless I truly feel like I'm getting a message. And then I will like stop and say something in English. But it was just really strange that it happened like in the middle of the night like that. And, and it was clearly for Nicole. Like it wasn't like I was really thinking about her or anything. It just came out. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, 
the life Sounds of like Nicole, a at least coincidence to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just a coincidence. We just both happened to have weird dreams. Weird dreams at the same time. I guess mine wasn't a dream though. I was awake, like was woken up. I was well, not dreaming. We still need to get you evaluated by a doctor eventually, Lisa. <laughs> Okay. And I, and I need to be committed. You got, you got like uh, some sort of spiritual Tourette syndrome going on. <laughs> that must be what it is. I well, guess. we'll find out in October, maybe, with our with our guest speaker that's coming up. No, she'll be in in November. November. Gotcha. Yeah, we've got a very special guest coming in November. Uh, we're going to be talking more about light language with all of you, uh, with someone who is has written incredible books on it, teaches people how to speak light language. And um, I got to say, like, her book, uh, her name's Jamie Price. Um, she, out of, she, her book, Opening to Light Language, is probably one of my top three favorite books I've ever read. Yeah, it's good. For the simple reason of I've never read something that really expands my consciousness while reading it while raising my vibration at the very same time. I mean, like, I literally feel my vibrations rising within reading just one paragraph. It's unreal. And I get so happy when I read her stuff. And it's not because she's saying something really joyful. It's just the energy behind her words. It's so high vibration. So um, I'm excited to have her on the show. And maybe she can shed some light on Lisa for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she <laughs> We could all, I could use some light shed on me. <laughs> My light language is just fine. It comes around whenever I need it. Yeah. It's always there for confirmation on things. And when I feel a little anxiety or if I'm in pain or something, it just feels like it's always there to help. Yeah, I have light language then too mostly cuss words but when i'm in pain i definitely use it not the same michael <laughs> not the same well that's probably a good wrap up for today <laughs> yeah i hope you all enjoyed our our dream our so yeah dream. well <laughs> all enjoyed my lack of faith <laughs> yeah well so michael is there anything that you'd like to tell the audience as a takeaway from your experience Oh geez, no, not not yet. Let me. I'll, I'll keep this. Um, maybe I'll have some follow-ups in the future. We'll see. Well, just don't put too. You know, we got another. We got another hurricane coming, so maybe I'll give it another try. I'm gonna go meditate that thing but out. But the there's one that's hitting like the Cape yeah, right it, now, right? Yeah, no, the Caribbean's getting smacked. No, the Cape Cod. Oh, that one. Oh, that one's a wimp. Is yeah, it? There's another one. Good, because yeah, I just made out. reservations at a place in Cape Cod for a couple weeks from now, and I'm yeah. hoping that it's going to be okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, I'll, I'll meditate on it. Don't worry, Lisa. Thank you. Could you <laughs> meditate and let me know how that's going to go? You, you got it. I got, like, uh, basketball orbs striking it right now. I'm not, I'm not making any more... Uh, vacation arrangements until I talk to you. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess the takeaway, since Michael has nothing to say or offer at this point from at least myself, is that, you know, we're all 
we're all bound to be let down um, in many areas of our life on things that we really want to believe in, whether it's people, uh, whether it's, yeah, advice, uh, spirituality, religions, lots of different things that, you know, we we put a lot of um, investment of ourselves in believing in. And, you know, the purpose of being let down is to have more faith in us, I believe, is to start having putting all that investment back into ourselves and understanding that, you know, the answers that we all want are actually within us. Uh, we just need to we need to learn ourselves more. We need to understand ourselves more and tune in and get to know ourselves better. And um, I think that's the major takeaway. Absolutely. I agree. And, you know, just remember, life is an experience. It's a less it's lots of lessons to be learned. Some are enjoyable, some not so much. Uh, but you know, the ones that I find are not so enjoyable are our biggest lessons and the ones we learn the most from. So, uh, you remember every, everything, you know, is all about perspective. So you, you can look at your lesson as, um, an obstruction or you can look at it as an opportunity and it's all a matter on how you want to take it in and allow yourself to experience it. So that's my takeaway, Lisa. I, I think you said it. You said it perfectly, and I think the important thing is not to judge ourselves and look at things in a negative light, and you know, just always trying to look at the positive side. You know, like what did you? If it didn't turn out the way that you wanted, or you were disappointed by someone, just try to look at what it is that you learned about yourself and how you can use that in the future to um, help your discernment and your guidance be even stronger than it was before. Awesome. I totally agree. Michael, on some level, do you feel like any of this resonates with you? Not right now. He's a processor. He needs to process. No, you're absolutely lying because you told me so like last week when we were talking. I told you I was going to continue meditating to call, you know, bring, you know, bring peace. No, but you, what did I you agreed that, you know, you need to start listening to yourself more, like start strengthening. Well, that. myself has been like talking in circles for years. So I don't know what I'm going to be exactly listening to when I listen to myself. I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's a journey, Michael. It's a journey. <laughs> so you guys keep saying I keep taking the wrong turn. Okay. So everyone, thanks for joining us today on uh, this episode. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to us in iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. We need some more of those. And uh, if you need any information on us, you can go to our website, enlightenup.us. And of course, if you have questions or topic ideas that you would like us to discuss, send them into our email, info at enlightenup.us. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And uh, so that's it for today. And we will catch you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a great week.